What's in a name? In this January episode of the monthly devotions of Holy Mother Church, Father Shannon Collins contrasts the value which men of modernity and men of ages past have placed upon names. Is a name arbitrary, meaningless, whimsical, or does it embrace the totality of a person? And how does God view this issue? In this month of January, we will consider the devotion to the most holy name of Jesus. From St. Luke's Gospel, it says the following, quote, His name was called Jesus, the name given to him by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. What's in a name? That which we call a rose by any other name, would smell as sweet. This famous quotation comes from the great playwright William Shakespeare. Specifically, it is taken from the tale of two lovers, namely Romeo and Juliet. As many of us are aware, the relationship between the two persons is doomed from the start, seeing that they are members of two warring families. Frustrated at the fact that their love for each other is forbidden, Juliet asks that famous question, what's in a name? Here Juliet is telling Romeo that a name is just an artificial and meaningless thing, and that she loves the person, the individual, but not the name itself. And Romeo, out of passion for Juliet, rejects his family name and vows to, quote, deny his father and instead be newly baptized and newly named as Juliet's lover. What's in a name? It seems that the modern world has largely embraced the foolish thoughts of Romeo and Juliet in regards to names. Traditionally, the name, any name, was not merely a group of letters put together as an easy way to refer to someone. Ideally, a name is the very definition of the individual, a description of his personality. It might even be a sign that points out the person's future. The famous man of wealth, namely Dale Carnegie, once said, A person's name is to him the sweetest and most important sound in any language. A person's name is is the greatest connection to their own identity and individuality. Some might say that it's the most important word in the world to that person. To not remember a person's name, therefore, especially when someone has to repeat it several times, is to make that person feel slighted. If you don't know my name, you really don't know me. Now, in the beginning... In the book of Genesis, the inerrant sacred history of Genesis, written by Holy Moses at the dictation of the Holy Ghost, it states that Adam, the first and only man in the garden, revealed his great wisdom when he named all the species of creation. With his superior intellect, Every name that Adam chose defined the nature and characteristics of that creature. It was just this kind of definition that 
Moses sought later when he asked God the following question while in the presence of the burning bush. When I come to the children of Israel and say to them, The God of our fathers has sent me to you, and they will say to me, What is his name? What shall I answer? At this point, Moses was not looking for some meaningless grouping of letters or some artificial label. Rather, Moses requested a divine name that would tell of God's power, his care and supervision over his creation, and his merciful nature, especially in regards to his people. Such a real name would assure the Jews that their redemption was near at hand. And so from that burning bush, the name of Yahweh issued forth, meaning, I am, I am who am. I am sends you. I am he who is, existence itself, the pure and necessary being who holds all things within the palm of his almighty hand. What's in a name? In the eyes of the modern world, there's not much in a name outside of some self-indulgent whims of some modern parents. Especially celebrities who often see their offspring as mere objects to be labeled with newly invented names that give the child no real roots within their larger family or society. It's as if these parents are looking for style points as opposed to identifying their child as someone connected with their ancestors. The sad truth remains that once upon a time, we were all named after saints, as was once a legal requirement in France. Being named after a saint gives you a patron saint. Having a brand name, on the other hand, leaves you a bit adrift, as if one were disconnected. A famous Hollywood actor, for example, loved comic books. And when his son was born, the actor burdened him with the name Kael, the original kryptonite name for Clark Kent or Superman. Another film megastar forever branded or stigmatized his son by naming him Sage Moonblood. Famous musicians fare a little better when naming their offspring, choosing unique labels such as Moon Unit, Memphis Eve, or Fifi Trixie Bell, which makes one wonder if they were thinking of their next record album or if they would rather have a dog than a child. And though there are countless other examples, I could also add a famous couple who named their child Kid with a Y. K-Y-D, as opposed to an I, which would make them chuckle, no doubt, when they would call him for dinner, yelling out, Hey, kid, it's time to eat. I also think of a woman who named her two boys, twin boys, Lamangelo and Arangelo. And when I asked why those strange names, she said, Well, I named them after my favorite dessert, lemon jello and orange jello. What's in a name? Well, for God the Father, there is much in a name, especially in the name given to his divine Son become man. The origin of our dear Lord's name is from heaven. The angels revealed to Mary first, 
and then the good Saint Joseph. And it was the Eternal Father who gave this perfect and identifying name to his divine Son, for as the Gospels state, the Son no one knoweth but the Father. Hence, the Father alone was able to provide a truly appropriate name. The Father wished, as St. Paul tells us, to exalt his Son in the same proportion that he humbled himself in the mysteries of the Incarnation and his most sorrowful passion and death. By his infinite condescension, by the annihilation of the Incarnation, the Son immensely glorified his Father. And in recompense for this loving act, the Father named him Jesus. At the name of Jesus, St. Paul writes, every knee shall bend of those in heaven, on earth, and under the earth, and let every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. For there is no other name under heaven given to men whereby we must be saved, the Acts of the Apostles say, for he shall save his people from their sins. We ought to bow our heads at the name of Jesus, at the very mention of this heaven-sent name. For it is the name given to the Son of God in the human nature that he took up. That hypostatic union, that personal union between the second person of the Blessed Trinity and his sacred humanity makes every part, every inch of that manhood of Christ truly adorable. His sacred heart is worshipped for his literally the human heart of the Son of God. His most precious blood is granted divine and cultic worship for it is the very blood assumed by the second person of the Blessed Trinity. And yes, the holy name given to the Son of God and the Son of Mary is a divine name worthy of adoration and praise because of the mystery of the Incarnation and the resulting hypostatic union. As one Catholic writer stated, quote, As the name of each individual person embraces the totality of the person, the most holy name of Jesus also embraces the totality of the divinity. When we think of a person, remember the name, and we visualize their image. Equally, when we think of Jesus, remember his name, and we visualize the image of God in Jesus. For St. Paul teaches, in Jesus, the whole fullness of divinity dwelled bodily, unquote. No wonder then that at the mere mention of this name and prayer, it has caused devils to flee, storms to cease, cripples to be healed, the dead to rise, and inner peace granted to men. Saintly promoters of the Holy Name devotion, especially the great Franciscans, Saints Bernardine of Siena and John of Capistrano, carried with them on their missions a copy of the monogram of the Holy Name surrounded by golden rays of light painted on a wooden tablet. The emblem or monogram representing the Holy Name of Jesus consisted of those three letters namely IHS, the first three letters of our Lord's name in the Greek language, Iota, Eta, Sigma. These three letters eventually acted as initials in the phrase, Jesus Ominum Salvator, Jesus, Savior of Men.
with this holy name tablet. They blessed the sick and wrought great miracles. At the close of their sermons, they exhibited this emblem to the faithful and asked them to fall prostrate and to adore the Redeemer of mankind. They recommended that the faithful have the monogram of Jesus placed over the gates of their cities and above the doors of their dwelling, for where the name of Jesus resides, the Son of God is present. The holy name of Jesus is, first of all, an all-powerful prayer. Our Lord himself once said to his disciples, In my name, my disciples shall take up poisonous serpents, and if they shall drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay their hands upon the sick, and they shall recover. In the name of Jesus, the apostles gave strength to the lame, and even life to the dead. In the name of Jesus, we obtain every blessing and grace for time and eternity. For Christ solemnly promised that if you ask the Father anything in my name, he will give it to you. Therefore, the one true church concludes all her prayers by the words, Perdominum nostrum Jesum Christum, through our Lord Jesus Christ. Every time. Every time we say, Jesus, we give God infinite joy and glory. We offer him all the infinite merits of the passion and death of the Savior. Each time we say, Jesus, let us clearly wish to offer God all the masses being said over all the world for all of our intentions. Each time we say, Jesus, we gain indulgences for the holy souls in purgatory, thus relieving and liberating many of those holy souls from their awful pains. Each time we say, Jesus, it is an act of perfect love, for we offer to God the infinite love of his divine Son. The holy name of Jesus saves us from innumerable evils and delivers us especially from the power of the devil who is constantly seeking to do us harm. The holy name of Jesus gradually fills our souls with the peace and joy which we never had before. And yes, the holy name of Jesus gives us strength so that our sufferings become lighter and easier to bear. Again, I ask one last time, what's in a name? A lot is in a name, especially the divine name which identified the God-man as the Savior of the human race. God, in his immense goodness, gives to each of us an all-powerful word with which we can truly praise him, as well as do wonders for ourselves and for the world. In an era where there it's commonplace to hear the Lord's name taken in vain on television, in movies, in music, and even on the even in the mouths, out of the mouths of children. As a normal course of conversation, we are called not only to make reparation, but to give witness to the wonders of the Holy Name. Finally, I will end with a beautiful line from a sermon from St. Bernard of Clairvaux. The great abbot writes, quote, For when I pronounce this name, I bring before my mind the man who by excellence is meek and humble of heart, gentle, sober, chaste, merciful, and filled with everything that is good and holy, nay, 
who is the very God Almighty, whose example heals me, and whose assistance strengthens me. I say all this when I say Jesus. God bless you. This presentation has been brought to you by the Fatima Center. Copyright 2022. All rights reserved. The Fatima Center operates solely on donations. Please consider making a contribution to Our Lady's Apostolate, even a monthly tithe, trusting that God, who is never outdone in generosity, will reward you. To contact us, please call 1-800-263-8160 or visit our website, Fatima.org. We encourage you to share the light and truth of this monthly devotion with others. Jesus, treasure of the faithful, have mercy on us. Amen.